0: Good morning everybody, this is the Dulcimer Geek Podcast, I'm Dan
1: Landrum I'm Aaron O'Rourke And I'm Stephen Sievert
0: Let's uh, make some music
1: Sounds good What are we going to make?
0: Excuse me, we're going to talk about and see if we can create, even though it's a little hard for us to sync up the recordings uh, while we're doing this live, but see if we can write something You guys cool with that? All right, let's go. Yeah. So it's a process, right? Well, you got to sure. have what? Are, what are the elements? I don't know. I mean, what's our goal? So Aaron and I wrote a song yesterday, which is what had me thinking about why we should, why this was fun, and maybe we could talk about this on the podcast today. And <clears throat> when you came in, I had been practicing a particular groove. It happened mm-hmm. to be... I would mentioned this to you on the prior day also. Right. I was kind of thinking about the option of uh, writing something in six eight that had pushes on certain beats uh, and maybe done with a little bit of a swing. And so instead of uh, one, two, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, something that felt a little more like... So it's like a jazz waltzy sort of feel, right? right. And then I found a a rudiment, percussion rudiment, basically, and practiced moving that around.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And something about it reminded me a little bit, and this is about as fleshed out as this thing was, Reminded, even though it wasn't in 5-4, reminded me a little bit of uh, take five.
3: Right. Remember? Yeah. so I said, hey,
0: just kind of think that, and let's see what we can come up with. Mm-hmm. So often there's some kind of a premise to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, erase all that. And let's come up with a different premise today.
1: Anybody feeling Hmm. inspired? Let's say we were kidnapped by Vikings and they were like, if you don't make a nice melody, we're going to off you. That's a great idea. Okay.
3: (laughs) Your Vikings seem a lot more willing to negotiate than, uh,
1: than the ones I'm familiar with. Yeah, I'm, I love those stories about you know the the fiddler who was going to get hung, but he played a fiddle <laughs> tune for the king, and so they let him off. There's a lot of those, really.
3: Yeah, yeah. I heard whether it's true or not. I heard uh, that there are some Django Reinhardt stories of uh, Django getting in trouble with the law and he going like, "Do you know who I am? I'm Django." <laughs> <And> like. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, Did they cut a off his fingers his at that point? <laughs> 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 no, they really... melted them together. Oh. Yeah. Could no, we do well, yeah. some um, some call and response or question-answer type things uh, just to get us kind of flowing here? I want to do something I don't normally do, Steve. I don't, You're going to agree always... with me and try no, that? No, I'm going to disagree.
0: I almost <laughs> always agree when we're talking okay. about stuff musically. Okay. But you can tell me why that's a good idea, but I feel like that's just <laughs> something you're wanting to do because it's what you'd like to do.
1: No. And, anyway, and in, go if ahead. I,
0: if I was trying to... If I was a little farther along maybe with melodically an idea and I had the rhythm set and the key set and some of those other things, I might say now maybe we develop the melody a little bit by doing some call and response and just mm-hmm. see what we like. What do you think about that, Steve? That sounds great. Uh Uh-oh. And here, folks, we have a situation now we have to work through. (laughs) Because clearly, by Steve's body language, I've offended him. Or
1: maybe he just looks that way. Um, Yeah, I think I didn't mean anything offensive by that.
0: Uh, I was never good. I've never had a really good grasp in the world of improv of how when you really do want to redirect something, you can do it without shutting the flow down.
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah. I I don't know if I'm good at that either, because I feel like whenever it gets to me, I mean, the flow just kind of comes to an abrupt halt just (laughs) by default. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm always the speed bump in the road. No. In terms of improvisation. No, you're not.
0: See, I'm doing it Yeah, you're right. I'm going to go
3: with that. You know what? You're right. I'm I'm, I'm saying it positively. No, you're not. You're a good guy. You can be a good guy with no flow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) uh, Yeah. We've gotten work done in flow, which is what happened yesterday. I mean, we completed an arrangement for a tune Mm -hmm. in about an hour and spent maybe another hour practicing it. Mm Mm-hmm did a recording of it because there's a chance when you learn something that quickly, you may not remember all the elements the next day.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like I think Bela Fleck was the one uh, who I heard say, um, whenever a song comes out, when a song first comes out of your head, it's in its purest form. And if you don't catch it right then, it's likely to be gone forever or at least in its form uh, that it appeared in when it spoke to you the most. And uh when he wrote Big Country, he said he called uh his home phone and sang the melody uh to his answering machine Seriously. so that he didn't lose it. Yeah.
0: See, that's a that's a pretty out there idea that the human brain would work that way. But my own experience tends to make me think that's right.
1: Yeah. Steve? Yeah, what's up? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just wanted to wake you
1: up. <laughs> Do you you write a lot of songs, Steve? Here, I've thought about this quite a bit lately. What I do is improvise in the moment. And if, if I would, I thought of it like the way you write. You know, uh, there's that movie Finding Forrester where he says the first draft, you know, you write from your heart and the second draft you write with your brain. So you've. So in a way, I think what I could do is improvise and then go back and listen to the recording, find ideas I think are valuable, and then start to become an editor and start to piece things together and shape things. And I seem to be pretty reluctant to go into that editing phase. I typically just improvise. It's a kind of laziness maybe, um it's also a little bit of a, a lack of self-confidence. It's also <laughs> a lack of faith in the thing I'm working on. Um
2: I don't okay, well, I don't
1: really know why I'm like I am, but I do think I would enjoy turning my improvisations into compositions. Well, Steve, I've tried that method that you're
3: talking about. <laughs> recording yourself, improvising, and then looking for the hooks, something that speaks to you. I've never had success. Doing that. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, and to some degree, it even reminds me of in, being in high school and playing in the punk band when none of us really knew what we were doing. We were just making a whole bunch of noise. And I remember one kid going, okay, now everyone really try and remember what you did this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I think for me if writing is going to come out of an improvisational um, exercise or just noodling session for me it's always been recognizing okay this little thing just just kind of hit me in a big way and somebody right, else can write that for then me. and and trying to build on that immediately or just record that little hook by itself. So I don't have to hunt yeah.
1: through all the other crap. Yeah. Having I to just... hunt through too much. I mean, even when I said that I was thinking limiting things to 20 seconds, you know, because you, yeah. you don't want to end yeah. up with an hour of stuff.
0: Well, mm-hmm. uh, unpacking what you said a little bit, I think you started out with saying it's, uh, you know, the heart first and then the head. And, and I'm not trying to be a jerk by saying this, but they're the same thing. I don't I mean, think so. The heart is an organ that pumps blood. It's if you recognize. Hey, when the I first, say the
1: heart, I'm not talking know, about I'm, the organ that pumps blood.
0: I'm getting to that. But recognizing that it's another part of the mental process, I mean, it's all part of the mental process, it's all the brain. And then maybe trying to figure out what that first part really is <clears throat> might allow you to get to that state more often. That's all I'm – I wasn't trying to be a jerk I, by that.
3: I, I think I, I know what you guys are both talking about. And I, Steve, I mean if you could correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. Basically, you're just kind of isolating the emotional part of it, the part that hits you in the gut and makes you want to cry and then trying to take a – a very mental or mathematical approach to it, and how how do I put this together and have it make sense? I mean, they're not completely separated. Okay, well, it sounds like you're taking dance side now. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to defend you, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> do
2: you
0: guys know that there's a Regina Spector song? That's from the 90s. And I uh, can't remember what the, the rest of the song is, but it's got this hook in it where she goes, you can write, but you can't edit, edit. Edit, no. edit, <laughs> and it's dealing with this process, the song. I remember just a little bit. It's kind of cool because what well, you're saying, Steve's a real deal uh-huh. that, oh, uh, boy, I'm going to say this and it's going to, well, I'm just going to say it. Almost every day I try to write, whether it be music or or words or even, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm always trying to narrow Things down, And I know this doesn't sound like it could be true because I talk a lot, but I work at saying things with the fewest words possible. That's great. Being able to say something quickly and bring it down to a point. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, it feels to be the same process with music as it is with writing. But in the mind, you have a thought that makes... I'm speaking for myself and I'm wondering if this is true for you guys. You can have a thought that seems very clear, like crystal clear and spread out. And, you know, it's like, oh, I could express that. And then when you try to express it, if you wait too long to express it, you'll be like, this doesn't seem nearly as clear as it did when I first thought of it. And that's what I think is happening with the music.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that.
0: So... It becomes a matter of, of, like you said with Bela Fleck, I think, capturing as quickly as you can. Yeah. Now, so one of the practical answers for that are these smart devices we're carrying around all the time. Uh, with music, I'm pretty comfortable doing that now. However, <laughs> with speaking my own ideas that I might want to write, you know, as far as just prose is concerned, or just general thoughts about the state, mm-hmm. uh, about the ontology and teleology and, you know, just existence and all that kind of thing. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say out loud what I'm thinking because I feel like I don't need to say it out loud until I've thought it through. And that makes it harder to capture sometimes without actually writing it out.
3: Huh. Anybody experience that? Hmm. I kind of want you to say that one more time because I think you went in a different direction than I thought you were going. And then my brain just yeah, yeah. kind of so a musical go. idea I'm
0: really confident with actually I've found that if I play something and I find it to be interesting and I capture it that other people will generally find it to be interesting too oh generally well,
1: well that's well just, your that's opinion of course of what they sure. find interesting yep But it's how it makes me feel when I watch them feel. I think that's our hope is that we have good taste. And hopefully what we find likable, there'll be at least enough other people that do that. It's worth our time. Yeah, I feel like I'm just
3: constantly trying to overcome that insecurity. I'd like for you guys to overcome that basis. Uh, Because I, yeah, I always feel that there's a disconnect. Not always, but a disconnect with what? Um, with what I, with what excites me musically versus, um, the audience. Huh? I think if that's the way you feel, it's going to be harder to excite the audience. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, I don't think that's true because basically what I'm saying is I see an audience getting excited over the things that I might be least excited about in a set. That does there are say some other factors, but I'm talking about with
0: original music. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm narrowing this down specifically to you mm-hmm. writing original
3: stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you're immune to this either, Dan, because I mean, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's uh, a different thing, though. Saying, well, whenever you wrote an original tune that you were excited about and you it, it makes you second guess everything when an audience doesn't respond very, doesn't respond as positively as you feel to it. Maybe it's just giving you data you need to know.
0: Sure. I think the right audience at the right time might respond to it the same way that I do. Not every place is the right audience. Well, sure. Playing, playing some you know, real complex, serious piece while street performing in front of a bouncy tent. Well, yeah, I know. That's not going to work. Yeah, there's some stuff that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it depends on... Well, that's kind of an extreme, though.
1: No, I was just I mean? was doing
0: that just to give a good example of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty passionate about this, and I'll defend this one harder than I should probably, so I'll stop at any moment if you guys look like you're starting to be bored. <clears throat> but I think <laughs> all of those are other factors, and I'm talking specifically about the process of writing. Okay. And, yeah, there's some... Boy, I hate using words like maturity because then it it sounds like I'm assuming I have it. And I do think I make those mistakes. Sure. I mean, all the same mistakes. And Mm -hmm. I complain. But if we are being reasonable and mature about the prospects of what excited us about this song, Mm -hmm. we may realize there's not a good place where this works with any audience that I have right now. Sure. But if I found people that could relate
1: to it, I mean, to, again, to use another extreme, <clears throat> this is insanity. This is absolute insanity. You have to slow down with this. I mean, I think that you were onto something good when you said um, we're gonna we're gonna find a little thing that we're gonna find something interesting, and we're gonna try to develop it. I don't, I don't. Are we really worrying about our audience or what they're thinking at first? Can, I mean, we start with something we find that we really love. And then you got then that comes that whole process where you got to have faith in it. Like I'm going to just feed this for a while and see what it grows and turns into. And then you got the whole problem of context. We want it to fit into the context of something. I find there's this big, I'm not worried about what people are going to think about it so much. I, I struggle with desperate elements, disparate. Is that the right word? (laughs) Disparate elements that I have to have faith in and bring them together. Is that the right word? Well, disparate means separate. Well, so let's explore the way you
0: look at it, which we might find out is not all that dissimilar from the way that I look at it. Uh, We might find that we are poles apart also. And I don't know right now because I haven't really heard you flesh the thing out yet. you I mean, you have said that you don't write a
1: lot. You tend to improvise and you're a, a master at it. I mean, it's I just... struggle. Mm-hmm. I struggle with this issue. It's a, it's something that really bothers me because you feel like you should be writing. Yes. Huh? And I like the fruits of writing. Like sometimes I'll hear, I used to hear David Schnaufer noodling around and I would think that's not what he's doing. not really all that cool. And then I'd come back two weeks later and he turned it into something else and it was starting to sound cool. And, and then I, I didn't know where it should go. And then two weeks later, I come back and he's turned it into a, a song, you know, and I just remember thinking, man, he takes things that I would have rejected and he gives them time and he nurtures them and then they turn into something. And I, I feel like you know my musical life is missing that i want to i want to have a little garden where i grow music ideas and then i eat the best stuff out of it you know and share it with other people perhaps that's just a a, a slight
0: method change away from you doing that maybe you know just accepting that what you do is good and worthy not everybody's going to think it's good and worthy, but that's what I'm saying. In the Put in the right soil, it's got a good chance of growing. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that you start out wondering about those, but I'm saying that you're, as a musician, the way you have developed, you have a, you know best what you do best. Not always true, but I think that's probably true of you. And... You learned that by planting lots of trial gardens, by doing, you know, tons of improvisation, which I guess I kind of did too, because I I really I feel like my chops developed the most, the absolute most when I was doing hours and hours of street performing. I feel like my chops went downhill the most when I was doing hours and hours of playing the same stuff over and over on an international tour. Hmm. <clears throat> I got really good at those songs. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I wasn't being pushed. You know, it's so so to use a an external object, it's like Sudoku. You'll you'll see these things that talk about you know working these puzzles is they're good for the brain, and when those things have been looked at empirically, they're good for one thing. They make you really good at doing Sudoku. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know you get better and better at that one thing, but it's not necessarily making you better at math or logic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You've got to i think come up against that wall that makes you face all those emotional things, Steve, and push through that like I don't feel like I don't have enough conf- i don't have enough confidence to just write something the way David Schnoffffer did
1: Well, I think i have the uh i have i don't know. I don't know the answer to it. I do know that of the three of us, I'm probably the one that writes the least. And so uh, maybe I ought to shut up a little bit.
2: (coughs) Hmm. 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 (laughs) Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Aaron's wheels are turning.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe
3: I, I'm the. Go ahead, Aaron. I, I feel like the the one. I'll back up a little bit and say, um, when it comes to guessing what uh, w- what musically is selfish or you know I'm doing for absolutely for me when I when mm-hmm. I play. Um and what i think the audience is going to enjoy i'm also i can be pretty bad at playing the role of psychic um admittedly i mean i've done the same thing with with books and writing books that i think i'm doing for there are, there's going to be a limited audience and then a, at the same time a book that i think will actually help pay the bills it's always the one i wrote for selfish reasons that actually helps me eat generally um so I'm being kind of a bad psychic, but when you're introducing some original material that you've written to an audience, especially in the dulcimer audience, we we tend to like a lot of things that are f- at least somewhat familiar. Um, when we first hear it, we know what's coming and we we get excited. Any little twist and turn is going to be that much more appreciated. You know, putting the same technical flair or some kind of little improvisation is going to go a lot further with an audience if there's a context for it and they recognize it for what it is, if you're doing that in the context of something that's original, it's the first time that they've heard it. Yeah. That has, that's, that's difficult.
0: So you become a huge part of, of whether or not that thing gets sold. And that's what I was mm -hmm. getting to earlier, because if you aren't feeling really confident about it, you know, with this audience, there's a good chance, even if you play all the notes, right, it could even sound perfect if you had recorded it you're listening to it back, still, you're conveying a bit of a message that's hard to hide. I think it's just almost impossible for us to hide the way we're feeling unless we're really good actors. How do you think I'm feeling right now? I don't know. I'm kidding. Because that's not what I do.
3: (laughs) You're not a good audience member. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. I can't sit still.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't, you, you don't, you disagree with what I said? I mean, fully, I doubt you to
3: disagree with that, fully. I mean, there's some... No, I actually, I, th- I think I, I pretty readily disagree with it. Actually, based on some conversations that we've had that, know, that actually kind of thinking. influenced my thinking on this. <laughs> I know um, what you're thinking, and that's. Yeah. A, I
0: think that's a different subject, though. Okay. I think that's a subject of marketing. I think marketing... <clears throat> At least in my mind, I have I have <laughs> gone into a room where this conversation is just about the process mm-hmm. of writing
2: mm-hmm.
0: and deciding whether or not what we write is worthy, or what we decide to capture is worthy of capture. That's as, that's kind of the room that I'm in right now. Like I think oh. that's pretty good.
3: I think we should capture it. Yeah, well, I think that's a pretty easy. Yeah, that's a pretty easy side to come down on.
0: But if you're full of doubts that I don't know if this is going to be any good because I did this other one and that one didn't go over as well when I performed it here, I think you're committing a sampling error of, of a kind.
3: Okay, I see what you're talking about now.
1: Yeah. Well,
3: and yes, I agree.
1: Thank you. Isn't it – yeah. <laughs> yeah. he- hello, my great teachers. Isn't it like <laughs> you just make something that you think's kind of cool and see what happens? I mean, yeah. Aaron, <laughs> isn't that what happened? I mean, Aaron, when you when you make stuff, you're not really thinking about a whole lot about what people think, right? I mean, every once in a while, you no. might be like, they might dig this. No, I didn't no, that's never where I start from. Yeah, yeah. To me, you sit. Um, my son has a lot of Legos, and you know, you spread them out, and you start sticking things together, and all of a sudden, you're like, I think I want to make a a spaceship, and you just start making something. My thing is I make stuff and pull it all apart, and I think a com- a composer, you know, they keep the stuff together and tweak it. And, and then you end up, I mean, there's these great hymn writers. Like, somebody would write 200 hymns a year. And sometimes there was a musician combined with a lyricist. Well, the musician comes up with 200 tunes a year, And they're really known for about five of them, you know? So part of me thinks a person who writes a lot is just um, they really love writing. And ultimately, they're... Yes. I don't know. No. Yes. A
0: thousand (laughs) times yes. It comes down to when when I don't write... I'll get depressed. Hmm. And I come up with way more melodies and capture way more ideas than I ever share with people. Yeah. There was a time that I was was kind of on this kick of doing at least five songs a week. Uh, I was doing them every morning. and But you you were writing five songs a week? I was at least turning on the microphone and chasing some sort of muse around the instrument. Hmm. And then... When I get to the end of it, I delete that and then play what I had just figured out from that and say that's a song.
2: Hmm.
0: Now I I can go back and find some of those, but the reality is, there's probably—I mean, let's say you did that over the course of a month, I might have really only been exploring three ideas, right, or four ideas, Hmm. and those get narrowed down to another one. So that's, but you got to be able to do that first part of the process. I mean, it may not be the entire thing that is what makes you like what you're doing. It may be something within it. And then the rest of it is just looking to try to recreate that feeling again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of work. But I i don't know. I used to hear people say things like uh, people who write, and I think this is usually talking about you know prose as opposed to music, but people who write because they can't not. People who write, write because they can't not write.
3: Right, yeah.
0: And I used to think that was just a bit lofty. But I think the older I get, the more I feel that way. And Because it is a part of like, yeah, this is temporary. Yeah, that's Uh,
1: right. And and I'm more like the person who can't not improvise. But when I hear myself talk about writing tunes, it reminds me of somebody who's like, I really want to play the piano, but they never actually ever play a piano, you know? I feel a little bit like that.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, I'll say it again. Perhaps you're
0: only one minor method adjustment away from that not being true anymore.
1: Huh. Yeah. We all have
0: this. I know one of the things that you, you might, I'm going to be a prophet now. You're thinking, man, I've got three other things I'm supposed to do today. And you got a flat tire in your car. You mentioned, you know, before we came on the air. And you've just got all these things that have to be done all the time. And there might be a fundamental situation that we're in where we do have too much
3: stuff to do. Yeah, you are being the cheap psychic now. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah, you have,
3: I bet you have a flat tire on your car. <laughs> do you have a flat
1: tire on your car? Do I? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He also said that before we went on yeah. the air. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm getting older, and you know what I hate? I hate phrases like, um, I hate I hate the phrases like ah you, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, or a leopard can't lose Changes its spots. spots or whatever. Yeah, I hate those things. Too. I I want to, <laughs> uh, I want to not be like that. Well, it's kind of cool when you actually start listening to those and.
0: Sorry, I'm going to use the word again. I mean, but as you study epistemic methodology, one of the most important factors in learning whether you're using the best system that you can to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible is to learn how to falsify what it is you think is right. What would it look like if I was wrong? And if, if you start applying that process of falsification to those aphorisms, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and you go, wait a second, I taught an old dog a new
3: trick once. <laughs> that's just not true. Well, uh, whether that's true or not, if you're equating <laughs> learning a new skill to a leopard being able to physically change its spots... Uh, that's a little dumb <laughs> like
2: for lack of a better word
3: like i mean i'm sure there is a better way
0: to say it's not it one, i just one, is
1: it?
3: it's yeah
0: i think like, a leopard can change its spots too if it runs into a can of paint well sure you know i think it that's, false... not, <laughs> that's not <laughs> even close well i don't know here's here's how i would say it is close i think even that one is, it's it's just a bad analogy because you could apply well, right. that to music. Like here's how this leopard could change his spots. I have habits that I do that I haven't been able to break. Well, and the yeah. can of paint might be I go to a band. Yeah, that's festival that's totally instead.
3: fine. But saying a, you know, a leopard can't change its spots as a justification for okay, yes. well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is bad.
0: Yes. Yeah, People but a, do a that.
1: trite saying wouldn't be memorable if it didn't kind of violate reason a little bit. Mm, uh. (laughs) 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 that one's gonna stick (laughs) yeah
0: i think it's reasonable because of the human tendency towards reasons why i'm not good at something and externalizing hey i have a a terrible idea all right what
1: what if i tried to write a very simple short melody in just a few minutes and you guys i don't know facilitated me doing that that could be fun yeah go So I'm going to – let's see – Alright, there's something. What do I do now? It's kind of like an intro.
0: So you're moving the top part up.
1: Alright, so what's your piece of advice for me?
0: So, I'll just tell you what I hear. This, re- this isn't advice, but I'll tell you what I hear after that. If you did that four times, really open like that, if you and I were writing something together, what I would hear after that is something that sets down a basic
1: thing. All right, let me do that then. Hang on.
0: Except you went... At- Huh? Did you go to an E minor as opposed to a D major there? It sounded to me like you were like the song was going to be major and you just went to a minor. Yeah. Can you do that same thing going to a major? Hmm.
2: No.
1: No, I don't want to go to major right now. No, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Do that. All right.
0: Um. Can you bring your melody back in now? make a suggestion you don't have to do it yeah uh when you bring the melody in don't bring all of those notes back in thin it out some all right i wish i could play both parts but uh yeah well that's why i'm saying thin it out so maybe you can Ooh, there was good you had a hook
1: There was a hook in there.
0: Yes, the last three—the way you ended the phrase. What were the—not your strumming phrase, but the melodic phrase. There, da-, da 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 dum. Bring that into your strumming. da 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 dum.
1: Something like that. So let's call that a verse. <laughs> I don't know. Feels like an intro still to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe that is the intro. All right. Aaron's got an idea. What do you got?
3: Well, I, I keep exploring those notes um that you started with, and I may have changed a few things, but... um it was, in a nutshell, something like. Was that right? It
1: well, was something like that.
3: Something like that. So I like what you did as an introduction being very free with that. <clears throat> um, and settling into any kind of a steady rhythm, I might see how I can revisit those notes with some harmonic structure behind it. Like, um, uh, oh, okay.
0: You mean put chords with it. I think you, let him play an example for you.
3: So, if you can hear me, (laughs) um,
1: all right. Yeah, hang on. Uh.
2: Huh.
1: (laughs) It's hard to remember what I did. And then you did, uh. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> There's a, that's all I know. Yeah, so I get I get so yeah, you put a you put um you hit some chords with it and then you follow it up with some kind of run or something like that. Yeah. So
0: <clears throat> when Aaron and I are working together Yeah. He would absolutely I think what tell me if I'm t- not telling the truth we'll We'll push back a little bit every now and then, but not much. Mm-hmm. If somebody wants to modify something, the right answer is you go <laughs> mm-hmm. most of the time well
3: I think it's the answer is always let's try it, yeah, yeah, if nothing else, that's always the right answer, yeah, <laughs> and then you've also got to be confident enough to go
0: uh, kind of like the way we did it the other way, right uh. And honestly, I wouldn't call it a. I wouldn't think we we'd hit a failure if we were working on something, and we both said, "No, I like it the other way." Mm -hmm. We would probably at that point would go, "Let's work on something else then."
1: (laughs) I I know, but you know, you know when you hear a record for the uh, like somebody an artist comes out with a new record and you listen to it and you're like, "This isn't that good," but you listen to it three times and you start thinking, "This is not so bad," and then like a year later, it's one of your favorite records or something. Yeah. It's well, called priming. Well, I think I think like this little idea here that I thought was really stupid, I just got a little hint that I was starting to get used to it and then I started to believe in it a little bit, you know. That's what I'm
0: talking about.
1: Or something or you know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Can I toss another yep. thing in here? So I, I really do this, but I don't sing. I kind of wish I could sing, but I'm too emotional for it. I would come up often, if I had a phrase like that that I liked, with some sort of spoken phrase that expresses, this is really going to sound silly, but kind of the mood or the way I feel about way this sounds like, I don't know if I could write
2: a song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just sort of let that run. That's, that's so good. And then t- try to
0: answer that with whatever phrase would come up. Well, I'm going to give it a try anyway. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon you might
3: have this other rhythmic thing that's going on. You know, because Steve, what what you did has actually got me excited about some possibilities in writing something. It might be kind of fun if we set this as a goal for next week. If you came up with something, I'll write something around it. And Dan, if you write something around this that short phrase. I'm not afraid.
1: Cool. <laughs> so what do you mean simultaneously?
3: Well, no, like for next Pass it week. Around. Yeah. For next week. We'll all come back and see what we came up with with that short with that phrase that you came up with, Steve.
1: You know though, I could hear that being stretched out and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know like yeah that's great I don't know so part of me when I start to do this kind of thing I'm like this is gonna get me in trouble but you know especially earlier on I don't know I was around the singer-songwriter scene a lot and there were these certain cliches from their presentation (laughs) that turned me off to songwriting so one of them would be when somebody says I just, for this next song, I'm going to do one that I just wrote this morning, actually. Just wrote this song this morning, actually. And it's called Crystal River. Yeah. I'm a little tired of hearing people, this is the popular one now. Like the seafood
3: restaurant?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, like the water with a little sugar in it. Oh, okay. Got it. The One that I'm tired of hearing lately is, I didn't... uh, I didn't set out to write this song. It just wrote itself.
1: Okay, now let's be clear. I like some of the people I'm making fun of. I even like what they're doing. (laughs) Now, look, I'm never going to ultimately make fun of somebody who's pouring their heart out and trying to work through life and they found something beautiful and they're trusting in the process and all that. Somehow, it has to be. Can't I appreciate all of that and honor all of that and at the same time be a little tired of some of it? Well, it depends on if you're being a judgmental jerk or not. (laughs) I didn't say that I'm going around
0: when somebody says that going, oh, give me a break.
1: (laughs) This next song,
0: you listening? You can be tired of something and understand that it's somebody's just saying a cliche.
1: This next song I like to call Amethyst Rising. And I actually wrote it one minute ago.
0: I'm... All right, now, fast. Do you remember the melody you were just doing?
1: Gosh. That's one part. Can you just even remember anything? That's a good thing. Well, this will be on a podcast. But listen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. I like this thing, too. No, no. Hang on. I'm all out of tune. I actually wrote this 30 seconds ago. Listen to this thing here. Um, uh, What was it? (laughs) You know, something like that little vibe. I was kind of digging that earlier. Yes. Do you accept Aaron's challenge? know and yeah, well so what do i do what what do i do now am i supposed to write that down record it i mean how do i hold on to that for later well like dan mentioned that it's going to be in a podcast so it's, it's i mean we're doing a podcast now so i don't way. understand why you guys keep telling me we're doing a podcast
3: well, i'm just an in terms of <laughs> <laughs> I think he's saying. I don't want to say you need reminding. but You
1: know oh, you can listen to it again.
2: No. <laughs>
1: no, wait. That means I'd have to actually listen to this yes. podcast. Um, I don't think that's a good option. No, like Aaron said, we don't want to have to go through an hour's worth of drool to remember the go two Go to good the 45-minute mark. <laughs> yeah, go to about 45 minutes in, and you'll be there. Well, I can tell you this. Um I can when we get off of here I'll play that into that new that little app on the iPhone. I, I have used that to capture Music short mellows. ideas. And uh for anybody listening, that's a really cool little app. Oh, it's yeah. totally cool. It's totally the easiest way to record anything as far as just wanting to have a record or something. Right. Well, I'm gonna depart from our little tutoring session, but what I liked out of it was where Dan said like um when you said about major, minor, it's solidified for me an actual, like, what are you going to do after that? And then Aaron talking about let's slap some chords with it. And then I heard you throw the run in. And then and then the idea of let's slow it down. I mean, just the brainstorming and you end up with a handful of ideas. But then what's required is that I actually go off, you know, with these ingredients and start to play with it. And that's where I usually get board or something but I we're gonna try to do this i think so i, need I think it. you and i steve probably can
0: do this in 10 to 15 minute segments whereas aaron i think could do it in hour-long segments i think aaron <laughs> yeah.
1: is aaron's got it going on as far as writing stuff
0: uh, yeah he can't climb a tree for anything though i, mean, I don't believe that well he's see he's got skills but they're not the same i don't believe that can you I, climb a tree yeah Really? If it's to get a kid down or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. You wouldn't leave a kid just hanging up in a tree?
3: No. No.
0: But you wouldn't go up there for a cat
1: or an adult?
3: Well, I'm allergic to cats.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right.
0: (laughs) He throws cats up in (laughs) trees.
1: Aaron and I were becoming pretty good friends, and then he was going to stop by my house on one of his trips and you know spend the night we were going to play some music or something and then i was like oh by the way i have cats and he was like yeah that's not going to work goodbye friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like the end of it that was the end of our friendship was the cats really? i'm willing to get rid of the cats by the way really if it's just a, if it's a matter of you can't be around me yeah i'll i'll make a cat soup i mean i will work it <laughs> out Wow. <laughs> no, I'm good to the cats. I love cats. I just want to get rid of the cats I love. That's all I'm saying. I've seen them show up in your videos. I wouldn't be cruel. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking. Come on.
3: My wife got rid of uh, her cat. God bless well, her. Well, gave it to a friend when well, we got married. See, that's
1: a nice thing to do.
3: Aww. Yeah. That's love. It is. It still hurts a little bit when her friends tell her, like that, like, the real cat lovers are like, You got rid of your cat for a guy.
2: (laughs) Oh,
1: you chose wrong. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Is it though? Well, the truth, the true thing is she took an animal that was basically living in slavery and transferred that, that immorality to a friend. To a different slave camp. I mean, just to make her feel better, whenever she's gone at work,
3: sometimes I'll like just shred the pillows and like, <laughs> that's just, awesome. Just create all kinds of mayhem. That's awesome. <laughs> Poop in I, a box. Yeah. <laughs> <in> the house. <laughs> I, I, I pushed a plant off the table once. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, all right, boys. We've done this thing. Okay, so next week we're all gonna have. Three songs. I've agreed three different to three songs.
1: Yeah. Three different songs. Well, we're each going to have one song. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally unrelated. Solo pieces, though, yeah. you're talking about.
0: Solo pieces that use this general idea that Seaford came up with.
1: Yeah. So they're yeah. totally unrelated, except that they're all related to the general idea I came up with. Yeah. They were born out of it. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this podcast is where you said Aaron poops in a box. <laughs> <laughs> After I thought that I should have said like peas in a box. But... <laughs> all right. Well, I will try. Now to... that we've got all the scatological
0: functions in
1: here. Now. Yeah. And hey, I, I guess if you... I if I don't get this song ready by next week, I can't be a part of the podcast. It yeah. sounds like you're looking for an easy out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you know how when you're listening to a podcast and they get to the place where they start talking about what they've been doing. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's not all that interesting. Yeah. It'd be more interesting if they talked about what you've been doing. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, the so, psychic podcast.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, all. Take a shot at that. What? I just want to send a shout out to the person who had to go up on their roof and it was too cold outside and get the leaves out of their gutter because they know it's going to start raining again and, and their hands were just really cold. Good
3: job. All right, somebody else. Hey, good job cleaning out that RV. I know it's going to sit for a few months because you have no place to go. Um, and that's totally cool. Come January, we've got some winter weekends coming up. You'll be back out on the road. Just
1: make sure you drive safe through those icy roads, okay? I'm proud of those people. Yeah. And, and I want to bring some encouragement to you. You tune, Smith you who writes songs and titles them with first a mineral and second (laughs) some element of water in any form. I wanna tell you, and I mean this, that life is hard. And if you can do something that brings you some joy and other people some joy, Even though I just kind of made fun of it earlier, I want you to know (laughs) that primarily I'm dedicated to the expression of love amongst this community, and I guess I have to ask for you to, I need you to forgive me, but I also need you to maybe start coming up with some better titles. Buttercup. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. Goodness gracious. That you guess. Adios.